screaming now, fuck a nine to five. Traumatized niggas couldn't play in this sport. Either you ball or you flaming your torch. Sell broad, just came from up north, homie. It's one or the other. Cause it's real when it's a steal to your son or your mother. I come from the gutter, but now I gotta rise to the top. Take it back to the times I had to dodge in my sock. Or that nine by my crotch just to Yes, people. Welcome to another episode of Echoes from the Goddamn Void. So, um, yo, it's another week and the craziness keeps coming. You know what I mean? Keeps coming, man. We've got people like Chris, uh, Chris Schatzel. You know what I mean? Like making his ridiculous claims. Like, oh, I had to leave Death on Paradise because my son was becoming too Caribbean. What the fuck is wrong with you, son? You know what I mean? Like, other people with their fake ass apologies. I'm looking at you, Lee Francis. You know? There's just a lot. Everyone is going in on J.K. Rowling, you know, which is kind of funny since you know, everyone was behind a lot of the bullshit she would be saying for years. You know, like, oh, she slayed Trump in one tweet and like all the other ridiculous shit she'd be saying. But all of a sudden, now you've had enough? Do you know what I mean? Now you've had enough? And instead of just, I, I'm not going to read her stuff, or she's wrong, people are coming out with some crazy-ass shit. He, he, and then in the next sentence, they're talking about, you know, everybody loving each other. So it, it's like, it's insane. The way people be acting, man. And, you know, I think everyone just not remembering all the shit that's been happening to people. Forgetting, you know, people like Brianna Taylor. Ahmed Arby, you know, they're forgetting Regis Paquette, they're forgetting Tony McDad, they're just forgetting other people, and forgetting that shit is about the future, <laughs> you know what I mean, as well as representing those that have fallen, it's about the future, and ensuring there is a quality, you know, but hey, it's the shit that's been going down, you know, but uh, yo, let's get into this week's episode, and um, hey, we'll see where the chips fall, right, okay people, Okay, so we touched on it last week And I thought that was going to be the last of it But, hey, there is a new twist in the Tiger King story Yes, people, that is right Something else has happened And, uh, (laughs) what it is Okay, so, because of the TV series on Netflix 
like investigations reopened, right? So they started to look back into things. Well, it has now been found that the will that Carol Baskin had of her uh, late husband, Don Lewis, it's 100% fake, right? So that's what his ex-wife and children were saying, because they'd been cut out completely, which, you know, it seemed it seems weird that he would cut them completely, like, you know what I mean? Maybe he doesn't like his ex-wife, but he's got kids, and he'd not give them anything, you know what I mean, so it's a, that was always a bit suspicious, and so yeah, um, Chad Cronister, who, um, you know, is the sheriff of um, Tampa Bay, he, uh, he said that they had two experts look at it, and they deem it a hundred percent forgery. So yeah, but the crazy thing about all of this, though, is he said since so much time has passed, they're not able to take any legal action. What? That just seems so. Someone has stolen all that money. And they can't do anything about it. It's crazy. Now, I'm assuming that, you know, Lewis's ex-wife and kids could take a civil case against Baskin. And so if, you know what I mean, like, they've now got this evidence that the will was a forgery, then that should, that should work in their favour, because I think on the show, his ex-employee, you know, she had signed the last will, and so I think she had a copy, you know what I mean, so, yeah, if that's the, well, that's even crazier, right, so if that's the case, then they're gonna get a whole heap of, she will have to sell a lot of shit, Jerry, so she might have to sell her zoo. Fizz, just remember, last week she was given Joe's old zoo. Yo, Jeff Lowe has to give that zoo over to Baskin. So, <laughs> this is just insane. It's a crazy-ass situation, uh, so yeah, if the will is a forgery, it does give more credence to the fault that she did kill her husband. I mean, because you know, looking at the situation, you're just a bit like, it's all suspicious, right? That this millionaire is going to just leave, and no one, because you know, he's gone to Costa Rica. They've got Netflix in Costa Rica. Costa Rica isn't like this backwards place. So if he was really in Costa Rica, someone in Costa Rica would have said by now. So, yeah, it's all suspicious. 
it's all crazy. Uh, the funny thing as well is Baskin has come out and said um, the idea that Lewis was a millionaire when she met him is a lie and that all his money came through joint ventures. Hmm, that's, you know what I mean, that's just another story told, <laughs> but she didn't say that on the show, so yeah, a crazy situation that I, I'm sure has more story in it, <laughs> so yeah, I, you know, I imagine in the coming weeks, more shit's gonna unfold, so uh, yeah, there's that. Alright, let us move on. Okay, people, so, um, you know, I ain't now, yeah, we gotta change the pace and, yo, just talk about the, you know what I mean, just talk about the issues, right? Yo, we, you know what I mean, I, I felt last week certain things needed to be voiced and again, you mean, like, look, shit ain't happening overnight, you know, so, there's things that need to be talked about, so, um, yeah, we're gonna get into it now, you know what I mean, um, oh, shit, I did see, huh, man, I did see Mike O'Meara's, uh, yeah, his press conference, Jesus, that was insane, it was crazy, right, you know what I mean, it's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, there, there, there's stuff happening, right, there's stuff happening, and the way he, he talked, you know what I mean, it's like, our legislators have abandoned us, the press is vilifying us, it's like, stop treating us, like, there's a huge emphasis on the us, like, animals and thugs, and start treating us with respect, now, listen, I understand, right, not every police person is an asshole, right, and the light right now is getting shined on the assholes, but the problem is, Every time you see, like, videos of protests, you see a police person, like, without provocation, just swinging that baton or doing something grimy. And what doesn't happen, we don't have, like, the police coming out and saying, right, we found today, this person, this person, this person stepped over the line. We do not condone that shit. They are gone. And do you know what? We are waiting to hear if the, the people that they attacked want to press charges. And we will support that. That's what needs to happen. Right? If you want change to come. If you want to be looked at in a, a certain way, a new light, as it were, you got to show that you condone 
bullshit and you will not stand for it, right, so every time you see it, you gotta, you know what I mean, show it, there's no hiding shit, right, you can't hide shit, right, I don't know if it happened, I haven't seen anything, like, when all the police in, uh, was it Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo, where they pushed over the old dude, right, I didn't see any statements about all the police that quit, Jerry, like, where is that, like, what's happening, you know, you, you have to show that, Yo, you realise there's some fucked up people working in your system And you are going to do everything in your power To flush them out and get rid of them Now, obviously, there's going to be some that stay You know, going to play that covert game But you need to be working to get rid of them And also working to have more representation In the higher levels of management that's what needs to happen, and if, um, you know, Omira had come out and said, you know, gave a more measured speech, you know what I mean, like, we're working to flush these people out, we're working to have conversations with community groups, and improve our system, that would have been... Probably received a lot better than what's happening But, hey, it's crazy times, you know And foul people, hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? Your shit's coming to light So, <laughs> you know Hey, you had your shit, you know what I mean? You've had all these years of doing your grime So... You know, finally, hey, some of you are getting yours, right? And you brought that shit on yourselves. So don't be crying. Don't be upset. But people, remember, change isn't coming instantly, right? I reckon we're probably a decade away, you know? And that's not saying things aren't going to improve, but shit ain't happening overnight Like systems need to be torn down So understand that Yo, don't get disheartened when Hey, next month A lot of shit is how it was Because, hey, it's a work in progress But every day You gotta keep on pushing Every day We gotta keep on Fighting for change And when you see Bullshit happening Talk about it Point it out Don't let that shit go on by Don't let people get away with their bullshit Alright But yeah Okay let's get into the rest of this episode Okay so I don't know if anyone saw But there was a video circling Of three People um, walking around, walking along a trail, um, putting up posters, right, and then a cyclist goes past, stops, um, 
you know, shouting at them, ripping down the posters, and then he kind of, then he goes and tries to grab the posters out the girl's hands, and at the end, he he uh, pushes over with his bike the guy that's filming the video. So yeah, it's a crazy freaking video, right? Because you think, okay, if you don't agree with it, you know, it, fine. There's a lot of people that pr- probably don't, right? But you just move on. You know what I mean? Maybe you just shout at the kids, right? But that would be it. But yeah, this guy, he's ripping them down and then he's just physically grabbing the girl's And taking the posters. Well. People started to share the image of the guy. And um, yeah the police found him. Which I always think it's some crazy thing. But you know what I mean. Because this was in um, Maryland. Maryland right. Um, And I think if, if you're in a certain small area. Yeah, the chances are people will know who you are. Or, you know what I mean? If they don't, someone will. Right? So, um, yeah, this dude, he um he got arrested. And the crazy the ah, uh, I always find this crazy, right? So the police searched his place, um, got a warrant, and then they arrested him. Uh, the funny thing about it is, right, so this guy, he puts out a um, a statement of his own. Oh, and he is, what's his name? Anthony Brennan III. <laughs> it's a six-year-old man. Like, he should have known better. But he puts out this statement. I am sick with remorse for the pain and fear I caused the victims on the trail and online. I am cooperating fully with authorities and am committed to making amends by addressing through counselling the underlying issues that led to my abhorrent behaviour. And it, it it's like you're you're only sick with remorse because you were caught. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you were sick with remorse. Right, you would have tried to maybe find the people. You know, I mean, you would like you would have seen all the shit, and you would have just handed yourself in long before the police got to your yard. So to say, yeah, I'm sick with remorse. Hmm, are you? And the other thing is, he's like, um, yeah, I'm looking to make amends through counselling. Had he already booked that counselling? I doubt he had. Yeah, so it, it's like your actions speak louder than your words. And that's the whole thing with all of this, right? People are all happy to say certain shit. But you know what I mean? Like, what are your actions saying? What the what the fuck are your actions saying? You know, it's insane. Like, I do think the crazy thing about this video is though, right? So the when I first saw it, I thought it was 
a mother and father out with their daughter because one of the girls she is she is real small um and i did think right so it's two girls and a guy the guy doesn't come to help the girls like it was one of the other girls runs and pushes the guy off the other girl and it's just like i i get it you know what i mean my man is filming and all of that but you know what I mean? It's just, it, it just seemed like you should have helped. <laughs> like, how is it you're not pushing the guy off the girl? Like, you, even if, you know, he might be scared of getting hit, which, you know, it's legit. Not everyone fights, right? Not everyone wants to take a punch. Because it's not, it's not necessarily the funnest thing to do. You know what I mean? But you'd, he didn't even try and get in front of any of the girls. Now, don't get me wrong. He's not on trial here. But, uh, yeah, I just thought it was, um, you know, I thought it was a bit shame. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you didn't try and help your, your peoples. That was a bit sad. But, yeah, I am, I'm glad the dude got caught. Because that's just some bullshit behaviour. Look, you might not agree with what people are doing, but there's no need for that. Just, yeah, no need for that. Some bullshit. You know, it's some cowardice as well. Attacking girls? Come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, they weren't threatening you. You're a grown-ass motherfucking dude. Shame on him. So, you know, we're seeing this really crazy trend of people, like... Coming out on things now When You know what I mean Like they could have said this shit ages ago Like if they really felt That strongly Why weren't things done A good chunk of time back And that Is It is hilarious In a way Right because People want to take credit now you know what I mean? They're patting themselves on the back. They're like, yo, I stood up. I said this. And it's just like, you, it, it took you all this time? Like, if this shit hadn't been happening, you wouldn't have said anything. Because you could have said something about this so long ago. But you, you're only saying it now. And one of these things is um, the removal of... Like statues um, That kind of relate to people Who profited from the slave trade Right So um, At the weekend uh, There was a, a statue Of um, Edward Col Colston I think that's how you pronounce the name 
C-O-L-S-T-O-N. Um, yeah, so there was a statue of him in Bristol, right? And he was a slave trader. And people tore that statue down. And there's loads of people all like, yeah, 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 we got the statue down. But again, right? How many people didn't give a fuck until that moment? See, this is the big thing. You, some people are coming to these things, right? They're going on these marches and saying, yeah, we're with this. But, like, the week before, what what were they saying? What were they doing? You know what I mean? Like, why are you claiming clout now? Like, what, what what's, what's happening, right? So, Sadiq Khan, the Lord Mayor of London... Um, he has now come out and said that uh, statues and street names in London with links to slavery should be taken down. That is what uh, old Sadiq is saying. And it's a bit like, okay, so you've been mayor for a while, and this is the first time you're saying this shit, because, listen... People have asked for a lot of these statues to be removed in the past. Like this isn't the first. This is not the first time there have been, you know, in like petitions, and no one's taken notice of them in the past. But now, you know what I mean? Old Carney wants to be like, oh yeah, we should we should take these down. We should ah uh, yeah, we should do this. And it's very interesting. That's all I'm saying. It's very interesting, right? So there's a few others that are up, like noticeable ones that are up, and people want to get removed. So there's a statue of Robert Milligan um, that's up kind of outside the Museum of London. And Milligan... You know, he um, was a noted West Indian merchant, uh, slaveholder and founder of London's global trade hub, West India Docks. Right. So, yeah, he was there. And as I said, look, that that statue is kind of out. It's in the Docklands area of London. Right. So it's kind of outside the Museum of London. And again, so they're saying, um, you know, it, it it stood uncomfortably outside our premises for a long time. But what moves have had they made to try and get rid of that? You know what I mean? Like, they have been in that premises for a long ass time. What have, what have they you know, done to try and shift it. It's all well and good, like, coming out now and saying this shit, but what have you done in the past, right? And I think the biggest thing about this, right, the biggest thing about all of this stuff is, like, the, you know I mean, the real... Questions aren't being asked 
You're, and the people coming out and saying things aren't saying... Because the real thing is, right? Okay, remove the statues, right? But don't just destroy the statues. The statue should be put in a museum. The statue should be put in a museum. And... The, you mean, and it can be an exhibition on the shit that we did wrong. You know what I mean? You call it whatever you want. England shame. You know what I mean? Our mistakes. Our links to slavery. You can call it whatever you want, but have it there. Have all this shit there so people can see. Right, no one is saying Now the biggest thing The biggest thing that should be done How about teach this shit in schools How about teach this shit in schools Now I believe I've said this in the past, right So when I did, when we were doing history I, you know, we were taught you know, it's just mainly the war shit, right? So the First World, Second World War, mainly the Second World War. You know, you mentioned the First World War, but the main focus really is on the Second World War, right? And then there's some other stuff. You might get a little Henry VIII thrown in, a little 1066, you know? But that's kind of it. And I remember that I read ahead in this history book because I loved history. So I just wanted to know everything. And so I read ahead around um, Harriet Tubman, right? And the underground, underground slave uh, railway, underground railway. I forget. There's just nothing. Ah, God damn it. But yes, yeah, so I read about that. And I remember I answered a question in class about something and I felt that it had correlations to the Underground Railroad right and obviously back then I don't know I wouldn't have used the word correlation <laughs> I probably didn't even know what the fuck that was you know what I mean but uh yeah so I linked these two things together and um I got a you know, yeah, that's good, but why have you read ahead, like, we're not doing that, why did you read that, shouldn't be reading that, stick to the, stick to what we're meant to be doing, right, and that, you know, we're not meant to read that stuff, like, that's not on the agenda, so, how about adding this to the agenda, how about us learning about that, because not everyone is going to read ahead, not everyone is going to look into this shit, so don't burn the motherfucking statues, right, you can change stuff, you can put up new statues, you can maybe change names, but if you're changing the street name, right, have a plaque, have a plaque in that area and say, this used to be called this. We changed it because, you know, this person had slaves. You know, this person was a slave runner. This person owned plantations. This person was a piece of shit into a lot of respects. You know, yes, they built a hospital, but 
Their hands were dirty. So we changed the name. Make people aware. Don't hide it. Don't brush it under the rug. Because that's what it seems people want to do. Brush things under the rug. And what's that? Don't be sticking your head in the stand. You know, because then you get this crazy shit happening. Like people, you mean? Like people are just wondering, oh, why is all this happening in this country? Like we didn't, like I've seen people going online and saying, oh yeah, well, Europe isn't racist. (laughs) Europe isn't racist. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? A guy in Derby was, um, I forget who they were going at, but they were like, oh, yeah, there's no racism in the north of England. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking? No racist. Like, every time I've gone to the north of England, I've had a lot of racist. I mean, I get racist shit everywhere. You know what I mean? But I'm saying, I got it there too. So, yeah, but people, you know I mean, they don't know this shit. And listen, if you aren't, you know, a minority, yeah, you probably, you're not necessarily going to know because you're not going to see it. You're in your bubble, you're in your world doing your thing and no one's going to walk up to you and shout these words in your face. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I understand that people, there's people that just don't see it, don't know it, but teach it, make people aware, and that's what, you know what I mean, so don't burn the fucking, <laughs> don't burn the statues, you know, that's, that's ridiculous, now Khan is saying that they're going to put up some new shit, right, so, um, supposedly there's going to be something around the Windrush generation, um, I think he's a memorial to the national Sikhs um, Who, you know, who fought in the war He's talking about a national slavery museum You know, we'll see what happens around that He's also saying there's going to be a statue of Stephen Lawrence Which, I don't know I mean, there are, have been a lot of people that have been killed uh, around racism. So, you know what I mean? I, I'm not mad at a Stephen Lawrence statue. But, hey, think of some of the other people as well, right? That's not... He's... Like, don't make it seem that that was the first one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, yeah, that happens a lot too. When When people talk about stuff, they just go, oh, yeah, Stephen Lawrence. But it's just like... There was a whole gang of people. A whole gang of people that have been murdered. I mean, just in the street. But, like, the systematic bullshit that's been going on for years. So, uh, yeah. Let's remember those people, too. You know? But um, it's going to be interesting. Right? So there's people around the country as well coming out. So the funny thing is, right, there's a, a statue um, of Cecil Rhodes uh, at Oxford University College. And people had asked for that to be removed earlier in the year. I think I talked about it. But yeah, that, that they were asked to move it. 
and they got attacked. Yeah, I think one person got kicked. Was they were trying to kick him out of you know the 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 college. But yeah, they was all up in arms about removing it. But now, <laughs> now supposedly, 28 councillors and an MP are saying, oh yeah, we're behind that getting taken down. So um, yeah, it's funny how you know, I mean, people have suddenly behind a lot of these moves when just a few weeks back, they didn't give a fuck. So let's remember that, right? Let's remember what people's true feelings were before this motherfucking moment in time. Okay, so in another kind of odd situation as well. So there was a TV show back. Um, it aired in 2003 to what, two thousand and. Eight, and I think it made a, a few other appearances, you know, in specials and one-offs and whatnot, right? Um, and that show was called Little, Little Britain. Um, it had David Williams and Matt Lucas, and it was like a sketch thing. And I don't know, like I never watched it, so I can't. I you know I can't say everything that was on it, but you'd always hear like catchphrases and see like little images from it all over the place, right? Because everyone loved it, everyone loved it, um, and hey, they did a lot of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean they did a lot of bullshit, like blackface, uh, you know stuff like that, right? And um. So over the weekend, uh, BBC iPlayer, Netflix, and Britbox, Britbox, all, um, you know, took the series down. Right, so it's no longer on those streaming platforms, and um, you know, BBC, who are part of Britbox, along with. What ITV Channel 4 Channel 5 You know all that British channels basically Like they said that um, You know times have changed Since it first aired Right there, um, There's a lot of historical Programming available On BBC iPlayer Which we regularly review So it's kind of funny because, hey, there's a you know, a lot of the stuff back in the day, it was racist. There was racist jokes and stuff like that. And a lot of that is still there. But, yeah, this was one that they decided to, to remove. But it's like, you know what I mean? You, you did it now. <laughs> like, you could have taken this off ages ago. There's, hey... No one liked blackface. Well, I mean, white people like blackface, but you know what I mean, black people always found it offensive. Like you never saw it and gone, "Oh, look at him," you know, or look at her trying to pretend to. You know what I mean? Like no one was like, "Yay, that's incredible." So, but now, 
now these places want to say, oh yeah, no, we, you know, we, we, we think that's bad, but you think it's bad now, right, you didn't think it was bad a month or so ago, <laughs> like, only now that you thought it was bad, and, hey, leave, I say, leave it, and put a, you know what I mean, put a thing on it, right, because, look, we have, like, 18s and 15, so you have that certification on shows, you have the, this program contains sex, sexual imagery, uh, you know, swearing, violence, you, you have those captions that appear, so, hey, Put something up that says this was filmed at a time when we thought mocking race and minorities was funny. Like, do that. Because by removing it, right, by taking all of this stuff down, you're kind of acting like it didn't exist. So people will be like, why is everyone talking about, oh, it was bad back in the day when I can't see any evidence of that? Yo, I, I, look, I use this example all the time. But it was when they took all the, um, <laughs> all the racist shit out of, like, Huckleberry Finn. You know, it's just like, you can't do that. Right? Because you can't make it look like that was... That was written then and everything was cool Because everything was not cool You know, and hey, having a book with that shit in it Hey, no one batted an eye Everyone thought that was fine Because everyone used those terms Right, so you have to leave it So you can put a forward in the book You can put a, you know what I mean A, a, a sticker on the front cover it has to be left how it was originally done to show what times were like then. Because it's some bullshit to kind of act like, oh, yeah, no one ever did this. Everything was fine. So, you know, it, it, it's this weird fucking thing. But, yeah, it is really odd how they do this. And, yeah, under these policies... Are, are the BBC going to, you know, take down some of the other stuff that's floating around? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> because I don't think they will. It, it's, a, yeah, interesting times. Interesting times. Oh, and while we're talking about this shit, so, Lee Francis, <laughs> Lee motherfucking Francis, decided to, um, yeah, post an apology, Fo post an apology, that's just, ugh, god damn it, it's fucking, Ugh. Like the thing about it was You know what I mean So he's He wanted to do a video And he's just like Oh it's been a crazy few days Oh I've been sitting around And I was thinking about what I could post Like No one's saying you've got to post anything 
You know what I mean? It's not a mandate that everyone has to post something. If you've got nothing to say, don't say anything. You know what I mean? Don't try and pull something out your ass so you can, you know what I mean, join the uh, the fake flood of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, so he's gone like um Oh, yeah, so I, you know, back in 2002, I had this program called Bo Selector, and, you know, in it, I played a lot of black people, um, and he says, no one complained, but then he checks himself, and it's like, oh, no, you know what, no, I'm not going to blame other people, but it's kind of like, the fact that you said no one complained kind of says it all. Right, because it's like he's. Oh, I was talking to some people and I didn't realize it was offensive. And it's just like, wait, you've only realized that now, like, people have only said that now because, hey, trust me, when it was going on, people thought it was offensive. Now, again, not everyone, right, but. Hey, that I didn't I didn't think it was great. And a, a lot of people didn't think it was great then. So to kind of act like, oh, I've only just realized that people didn't like it. You know, it's just like, ah? Uh? And he's like, um, oh yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I mocked people. There's what? It was um Mel B from the Spice Girls, Michael Jackson. Craig David, Trish Goddard, Trish Goddard, who had a talk show, and, okay, if you're, you're doing this public, you know, apology on fucking Instagram, but did you apologise to those individuals, obviously you can't say anything to Michael Jackson, but you could approach Mel B, Craig David, Trish Goddard, did you, did you, Approach them You know, did you give him a call and say, listen I, You know what I mean That's, look, he doesn't need This public fucking thing To try and pat himself on the back To be like, oh yeah Look at me You know, and at the end he's like Oh yeah, I guess we're all on a journey A learning journey And we're like, no, not everyone Just dickheads Like You know what I'm saying It's just like People acting like, oh, I didn't realise that these things could be looked at like this. I thought that was fine. It's just insane. It's insane. Look, and the thing is, he if someone just came and said, right, look, I made a show. I'm trying to be funny. I'm just doing my thing. Now, some people have recently said that they were offended. Listen, I that was never my intention. I'm just trying to make people laugh. You know what I mean? So, hey, I, you know what I mean? I do comedy. That's my thing. Sometimes I'm going to do things that people don't like. But I, let me just say, I'm not trying to offend people. And for those that were offended, I apologize to you. Never my intention, just trying like something like that. I'd be like, okay, that's fine, right? But the way people are acting, 
It's insane. It is insane and it's kind of offensive. Ain't gonna lie. It's kind of offensive. Ugh. Because, you know, I what what are you doing this for? And to be like, oh, yeah, I, I wanted to post something to see what I could do to help. To help who? To help who? Because, hey, not everyone's follow Like, the people who are following you liked that shit. <laughs> the people that didn't like it aren't following you. So, posting something within your circle doesn't mean anything. Right, if you really wanted to help, why don't you give all the royalties from that show to, um, you know, a black charity? Why don't you do that? And, hey, you didn't, don't even say it, just do it, right? Don't look for the pat on the back for doing something, just fucking do it. That's how you could help, not, oh, post a video on Instagram, just like, what the fuck, son? What the fuck? It's a joke. Right? And the BBC wrote this article. And obviously, right, so they're like, um, oh, and some people didn't mind it. And so they put a tweet up by John Barnes, which you didn't have to, they didn't have to do. You know what I mean? Like, just leave it at the thing. Don't go, oh, but look, look, black people were fine. They didn't mind it. Look, 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 look. He's not an arsehole. A black person thought it was fine. It's, it's fucking condescending. Condescend. And I don't know what John Barnes is doing. Right, so he put a tweet out and it said, to the black people out there, was anyone offended by Keith Lemon's satirical comedy sketches of Michael Jackson, Trisha and Craig David? Question marks. Like, hey, if you don't mind it, you can say, oh, you know, I myself didn't mind it, but What's with the call to fucking action, John? Right? What's with the call to action going, oh, oh, like, who's with me? Yeah, let's all big up, Keith. Let Fuck you. I don't mind you having your own opinion. That's fine. But what are you doing? Like, what's the purpose to the tweet? Right? So someone, someone said... Right, um, John, please don't ever speak about or to the black community. You're an embarrassment to us all. Which, you know, is a little harsh, but hey, you know, it's fair for you to have your opinion, right? And someone, some, uh, oh, a, a white dude responded to that and was like, oh, that's a bit harsh. John's an ambassador against racism in football. <laughs> and I got to give it up to um, Dub Plate, right? It, it, it's at Plate Dub on Twitter. And he said this, or she said this. I don't, I don't actually know. Um, 
It's like ambassadors are are appointed in particular viewpoints. However, true ambassadors must grow by learning from those they claim to represent. If that viewpoint becomes self-serving, it is already out of touch and time to appoint true representatives of the people. Which I think is a valid... And a well-constructed response. You know, like, John Barnes can... look. No, I'm not saying John Barnes can't like that show. Hey, anyone can like that show. I don't really care. The thing is, don't try and, you know what I mean, like, get people to agree with your view on it. Yo, you can say, I liked it, but uh, like having this, trying to do this rousing call to action to support it? What the fuck are you doing? You know? Like, listen, I'm not even saying, like, burn the show down. Yo, look, people can do whatever the fuck they want. I'm just not going to watch certain things. Yo, I don't find it funny. Keith Lemon's humour just isn't what well, Lee Francis being the person himself. His humour isn't my humour, right? He does a thing called Celebrity Juice. I don't watch it. I don't like it. But people can. I don't, you know what I mean? I've got nothing against people who like different things to me. But just understand what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, understand that some people ain't going to like your shit. And some of your shit could be, you know what I mean, very on the nose. You know what I mean? Could be walking that line. Don't try and act like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't think. Your show came out in 2002. Like, not 1960. So, it's kind of worrying that you didn't think that, basically, the equivalent of blackface was fine. You know, that's kind of worrying that in 2002, you didn't see anything wrong with that. And, hey, that speaks to, you know what I mean, just basically... Everything that's going down. You know what I mean? That's the issue. Right? (laughs) Oh, man, it's insane. It's fucking insane. Well, the New York Times have... um, Well, no, let me say this. The the owners of, you know, the higher-ups at... The New York Times have shown themselves to be contrarian, two-faced bitches. <laughs> I think that's a fair thing to say, um, because you know th- there was a lot of uh, yo, there was a lot of bad feelings about their publication of Senator Tom Tom Cotton's article. Um, sending the troops, right? 
You know what I mean? They they put out an article, he puts it he writes an article called Send in the Troops. Hmm. Yeah. And you know, I think it was like the next day the newsroom was like yo and a gang of uh you know journalists workers even like people i i i saw um i think it was a, a lady that worked in the it department or something like that she kind of um said she's not coming in like i gang of people who were like nah we ain't having this and so yeah they sat out a, a day or two in protest right so they did that now on the friday you know on the friday the new york times defended the article right they defended it <laughs> so this is a crazy thing But now They're changing their view Right And so at the time um, You know they, they said that You know The page Needed to reflect Diverse viewpoints Which You know Yeah I, I do agree That You need You know what I mean People on all sides of a situation to talk on something to kind of start a conversation. But I think the problem was this piece that was written, it was so inflammatory. You shouldn't publish inflammatory work. You read stuff that is basically demonizing like a group of people, which essentially it was. And so, after their initial, yeah, you know, we support it statement, they then added, <laughs> they added a, a footnote, which was like, um, you know, the editing process was rushed and flawed. Hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of crazy, right? So they said, um, the published piece presents as facts assertions about the role of cadres of left-wing radicals like Antifa. In fact, those allegations have not been substantialized and have been widely questioned. Yeah, so the piece, it just was very inaccurate. Very inaccurate. So um yeah it's a it's a crazy um it's a crazy situation over there. Like an interesting point was that the um the headline wasn't written by Cotton himself, so that was written by someone else, but they don't say who that was. By, which is interesting, right? So, um, yeah. So the um, the uh, editor, right? The the uh, you know the head editor of that um, department, he has stepped down. James Bennett, 
right, so, yeah, he, he, he put the fees through, and, um, yeah, he, he said that he didn't read it before he published it, which is a bit like, hmm, so, who added the title, that's the thing, who added the title, because, if if Cotton wrote the piece, but he didn't write that title, who added that? Because they're problematic. You know what I'm saying? They, uh, yeah, they, there's issues. There's issues here. And the thing, like the funny thing about this whole thing, right? So it's like um, you know, Bennett stepped down for you know putting through that piece. When, mm, really, he didn't step down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He didn't step down. Like, what the fuck are you saying? It, it's a, it's a, yeah, you can't <laughs> say he stepped down if you forced him out or sacked him. Just say it as it is. Like, that's the thing. Just, ugh. Joey, like, it's a fucking joke, right? Um, you know, the, 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 the uh, owner of the publisher, A.G. Salzburg, you know, they said, Last week, we saw a significant breakdown in our editing process. Not the first time we've experienced in recent years. Um, and they said, you know, Mr. Bennett had resigned after he agreed that it would take a new team to lead the department through a time to considerable change, time of considerable change. Hmm. Okay, so they didn't say that the piece was bad or anything like that. They just said, oh, yeah, there's a breakdown in our process. Right, so it's like, if you're saying that, you know what I mean, a new editorial team is needed, right, that's what they've said, so he had to step down, then really, shouldn't the higher up step down, like, if you're using that as, as a case, because, hey, the, the, you know what I mean, the higher-ups put out the thing supporting the piece at the beginning. So, if that's the case, and you're saying to, you know what I mean, bring about change to foster trust, it needs a new team leading and steering that ship, then the higher-ups need to go. Because they thought there was nothing wrong with it until everyone criticised them. Yo, their staff, like 800 staff signed a, um, a, 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 you know, a letter denouncing that fucking piece. So, if Cotton, so if Bennett had to go... Then other people got to go too. That he can't be the scapegoat because yeah, he published a piece, 
am and I I honestly do not buy the whole I didn't read it bullshit but someone added the fucking headline no so I don't buy that right but it's like if he's going then others gotta go (laughs) and that this is the whole thing right People find a scapegoat, they get rid of the scapegoat, but the actual issue is still there. The issue is still there. That's why everything is going crazy right now. Because of this systemic problem. Because all that happens is a scapegoat is found, they're paraded and then thrown to the slaughter. And then everyone else just carries on until the next thing that happens. And the next thing will happen because the other people with the same bullshit racist views are still there. So what are you going to do? You know what I mean? What are you going to do? Because there is a fucking problem. <laughs> okay, so, you know what I mean? We, we, we're calling out people, right? People and organisations that are being very dishonest right now. And... Another one of those people, and this, this situation is really kind of, oh my god, it's the cherry on the cake of ridiculous bullshit, right, so, um, Chris Schatz, Chaztool, Chris Schatz, Schatzel, uh, she's a um, you know, she's an Instagram influencer, supposedly. <laughs> you know I mean that's what they call themselves, right? She's on YouTube, TikTok, all of that, and um, yeah, she got caught out. She got caught out. Now it's not just her. So there's a gang of these motherfuckers. Right, who are going to protests or burnt out buildings and they stand in front. You know, some of them uh, have got the, the, the pose of, you know what I mean? So you're just seeing the back and they're standing their legs kind of wide and, and they're looking at it, right? So some of them are doing that. Others are holding like Black Lives Matter posters and banners and all of this. Right, but they they go to a place, take a picture, and then they dust out. Right, but then they post it and try and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm down with the black, black, black." You know what I mean? And it's all bullshit. Right, so she got caught. So she got shit for it. Right, people went in on her. Now, listen, you can. You know, you can call someone fake You can do this Like, I'm not down with doxing You know what I mean? And, listen You you can't be the threatening post Right? Because that's bullshit That's some cowardice bullshit But, you can call her a fraud Do you know what I mean? You can call her a clout chaser 
can call her a fake ass motherfucker, that's all fine because hey, that's what you did, right? So she she's been criticised, and instead of just being like, yeah, you caught me, my bad, right? What she did, oh my gosh, what she did is insane. It's insane, right? So she wrote, because she's now made the Instagram private, obviously. <laughs> you know what I mean? But what before she did that, what she wrote was, I truly believe that this level of intolerance and hateful comments are detrimental to the movement and what we are all trying to achieve for black and brown communities. I hope we could all... We could all focus on the true cause as to why we are all here. Hmm. That's interesting because you are there only for a photo op. That's all you're there for. So all of this, oh, it's detrimental to the cause and we should remember why we're here. No, 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 no. You are there to try and elevate yourself, to try and get new followers, to, you know what I mean, to get sponsorship and all of that shit, because you go, get your picture, then you dust out, so, yeah, you need to stop that, but, like, while we're here, oh, it's detrimental to the mood, you don't give a fuck about Black Lives Matter, that's a crazy ass thing, and it's gross, it's gross, and just own it, own your shit, I mean, you do something, listen, if, if you don't give a fuck about it, right, and you're just like, yeah, obviously, I want to boost my channels, man, you know what I mean, like, just say it, I would respect a motherfucker a whole lot more if they just admit to their shit, right? I mean, if I've ever done something, I'll admit to it, because I don't care. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Own your shit. Like, the thing that irritates me, though, is every one of these articles that is writing about all of this kind of stuff, they're like, you know, everything that is because of George Floyd, and I'm like, listen, George Floyd isn't the real reason everything blew up, that was just the final straw, because all of this, it's not just for one person, you know what I mean, like, all of this is for Brianna Taylor. It's for Ahmad Arbery. You know what I mean? Tony McDade. Like, um, yo, you know what I mean? Like Regis um Paquette. Like there is a gang of people. It's for a load of motherfuckers. Not just one person. Like this is to, I mean, just get justice for people, right? Because there's those names, but they're not the only ones. 
right? If you looked at how many people, how many black people have been killed this year, there's more than that, right? There is more than that. And that's the thing. It's for all of them. Because justice needs to go for them and then everyone else, right? Because everyone's seen the videos. Everyone has seen what happens at these fucking protests. And I'm not talking about the protests that might get kind of out of control. I'm talking about the fucking peaceful protests. I'm talking about the police that attack people without any justification. Like people that are just walking and police will just smash them with batons. I mean, look at the, even the old white dude that they just knocked down don't know what's happened to him, you know what I mean, I think he was in, like, serious condition, had blood coming out of his ears, and they just stepped over him, just stepped over him, come on, like, we've seen what they do, right, so, this is to prevent them from killing one of us, like someone else in the fucking future, that's it, that's the thing, right, you want to honour the ones that have died, get justice for them, but also protect the motherfucking future, because who else is next, what new names need to fucking go on this wall, of injustice, that's the thing, right, so when you're writing a piece, remember that, you know, remember that, okay, so last week, Alexis Ohanian, hmm, I don't think I pronounced that correctly, but, Um, I think you'll know who I'm talking about. So, he was a co-founder of Reddit, right? So, last week, he, um, he stepped down, okay? So, he'd already, you know what I mean? Like, he'd stepped down a couple of years ago in 2018 from, like, his daily duties in running the organization, but he had, um, a seat on the board, which he, you know, he, he still kept, and, um, you know, so he was still attending meetings and doing all of that bold stuff, but, yeah, as of last week, he stepped down, so he put out a number of tweets addressing the issue, so this is what he said, like, the first one was, I co-founded Reddit 15 years ago to help people find community and a sense of belonging, it is long overdue to do the right thing, I'm doing this for me, for my family, and for my country, I'm saying this as a father who needs to be able to answer his black daughter when she asks, what did you do? 
I've resigned as a member of the Reddit board. I've urged them to fill my seat with a black candidate. Plus, I will use future gains on my Reddit stock to serve the black community, chiefly to curb racial hate. And I'm starting with a pledge of $1 million to your rights camp. Um, no, that's wrong. Um... What's the thing? It's the or know your rights camp. That's it. Yes, um, which is the not-for-profit that Colin Kaepernick uh, set up. Um, yeah, and then he said, "I believe reg- registration can actually be an act of leadership from people in power right now." To everyone fighting to fix our broken nation, do not stop. Um, Yeah, he put out a video. You know, like, I don't, I think his heart is, you know, I mean, his heart is definitely in the right place. I understand what he's trying to say with this. I don't think it's the right thing to do. You know what I mean? I, I, I think it was a misstep. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I think it was a misstep. The problem is, right, he has stepped down and says, I want them to fill my place with a black replacement. Now, remember, Reddit only just last year, 2019, employed their first female board member. So, it's not like they are crazy on the ball. You know what I'm saying? And he's left it in their hands. You know what I mean? Like, he's, it's just like, oh... Yeah, when you're finding a My Replacement, it would be great if you could find a black person. So, there's nothing saying that they have to do it. Yeah, right? like, there's nothing saying they have to do it. Also, the problem is, when that if they do employ a black person for that role, right, that person is just going to be looked at as their affirmative action hire. And listen, not all boards work in this way, but a lot of them are majority wins. You know, the, the majority votes win and get that thing through. So even having a black person there how much difference they they can just kind of push him to the side, push her to the side. They don't have to listen to whatever they say. They can just vote in the other direction. You know, it, it's it's not the best solution. Like the the thing that would have worked better would be if he had brought someone in 
while he was on the board. And then together, they could have implemented a change. You know, he could have implemented a behavioral change from the top. Because that takes time. But you don't just click your fingers and behavioral change happens. I've worked on a number of behavioral changes in organizations. And yeah, they take a long ass time. Now, sometimes you can do it quicker than others, but you're kind of looking at, you know what I mean, a year to fully embed a certain way of doing things. Now, as I said, look, it can happen a bit quicker, but it all depends on the people you're working with. It also can take longer. You know, so that's the thing. So if you had brought someone in, worked with them, worked on a behavioral change, then he could step down if he still wanted to step down. That would have been powerful. And you could tell your daughter, this is what I did. This is what I'm doing. This is what I will continue to do. And the thing is, like, look, she will know the type of person you are. You know I mean, like stepping down and saying to your kid, yo, when everything went nuts in 2020, I stepped down. I did this. You know I mean, she, that's really not going to matter to her. Because as, as long as you're a good dad... You know what I mean, that's the main thing. You're a good dad. And when it comes to racial bullshit, right? When it comes to all of this inequality, if she sees you, you know what I mean, doing stuff just in daily life, that's the important shit. Because actions speak louder than words. And doing one thing doesn't solve a problem. Right when you're walking with her, and someone shouting racial abuse at a kid or someone, and you turn around and tell that person to stop, yeah, she's gonna look at you like a like you're great. I mean, that's the important share. You don't have to resign, yo. Know? So again. I'm not hating him for what he did because I understand he's just trying to do something important. He's trying to bring about change. But it's just, yeah, it's a bit misguided because now he's not there. He has no saying on any sort of change that could take place. He can't help it because he's no longer in the room. And that's a big thing. You need intelligent people in the room. You need people with foresight in the room. You need people in the room that want to give people opportunities. And he's no longer there. Now, someone did say something which is... um, you know, I think it's a it's a sensible thing to say. It was Doctor B, um, 
and it's at Dr. B Knows on Twitter. She's a black feminist social scientist. Um, yeah, and I mean, she she had some valid points that she said, you know, in, in the situation. Um, you know, I think they were uh, they were dismissed by a lot of people, but what can you do, right, um, like, the big thing is, so she said in one tweet, if you want to leave, fine, but leaving a powerful position and hoping other white people will do the right thing, though they never have before and won't now, it's not effective, staying and enacting the change on the board before resigning would have been more powerful, and, yeah, I I do agree, but again, yo know, Alexis or Hanian, yo know, he, he tried to do a good thing, and I respect, I do respect that, you know. So, Alexis, if you think, you know what I mean. Look, if you wanted to do a good thing. For your daughter to be proud. She was going to be proud anyway. Because it seems you've got a good heart. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. I think we can leave. Leave the news to this. So um, you know. Let's move on right? Yo people. Chin check this week. We are looking at UFC 250. And god damn. That was a insane event. So many incredible fights. The bantamweight division. Yo. We got mad clarity there. And a lot of people stepped the hell up. Um, You know. Also. Another just perfect display from Amanda Nunes. So for the full breakdown, people, once you're done here, go check out this week's Chin Check. Pass it on to your peoples. Have fun. Okay, so this week I checked out the trip to Greece, which is the fourth series in, um, yeah, the the trips here is as it were uh so um you know this is the collaboration of director michael winterbottom and rob bryden and steve coogan also appearing were um marta barrerio um claire keelan rebecca johnson and uh, Tim Leach, a few other people, but you know, I mean, I guess they were the main supporting characters. But mainly, you know, as with all the others, it's just focusing on, um, you know, Steve and Rob. And um, yeah, so the the gist of um, this uh, this trip. Is that they are going through Greece, uh, tracing uh, Odysseus's journey, 
from Troy to Ithaca. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was kind of interesting. But, that you know, they also they start off in uh, Turkey. They start in Turkey, kind of go through Macedonia and then into Greece. So, yeah, that was that was it. Now, which is always interesting. Like, so in the UK, we get six episodes, about mm, 25, 30 minutes each. But everywhere else in the world, they get a kind of truncated film version. So it's always kind of interesting to kind of think of all right, what gets cut? You know, what gets cut and what gets left in? What are the things they say? Oh, this is this is the pivotal stuff. We'll leave this. Uh, yeah. Um. Now. It's, I guess, like, with these, we, we're now in this formula. We're in a formula, and you kind of know what you're getting, essentially. You know, which isn't a bad thing, I would say. It's not a bad thing. Um, and I don't really think you're necessarily watching it for... The story that that seems to be kind of you know just an offshoot, a little bonus, really. It, the main thing really is it, it's just the connections between Coogan and Bryden. That's essentially what you're watching it for. You know, the, oh, what impressions are they going to throw in this series? And uh, how is it going to be? <laughs> you know, how corsic? You know, what, what's the camaraderie going to feel like? That's kind of it. Now, in 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 um, other versions, you know, there has been... I guess, you know, at the beginning, there was more of a story, right? More of a story. But as time kind of goes on, yeah, it, it's kind of fallen to the wayside a bit. Now, the, I think the big thing with this, though, with the way uh, the third series ended, you know, the trip to Spain with um, Coogan in the desert, it's a bit like, oh, well, yeah, this is kind of like, wait, what? You know, because it just ended. His car broke down. He's in the middle of nowhere. And you're just like, uh, okay, is he, is he will he die? What's going to happen? So it was always just like, all right, so how are they going to address that? Or are they going to address that? And at first you're like, ah, oh, well, um, no. <laughs> but it does it does get a mention in the first episode. They um yeah and you know it's not too much. They do they do put it in in a in a you know a, a good little way, really. You know, coming from a conversation with Emma, um, you know, Steve's agent. And yeah, it kind of So that was you know, we we do get to find out what 
the hill happened, so that was good, um, but I, we also get kind of froze to, you know, Stan and Ollie gets a mention, Greed gets a mention, not by name, but, you know, we know that's what they're talking about, so that's always interesting, to see how much of the real world they incorporate into it, so that's there. Now, the, the, I think the big thing with, you know, the real world it, connecting with this, because it's Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon, but it's an exaggerated version of the two. So that's what they're doing. Uh, kind of spilling from a cock and bull story, you know, which came out in... 2005 Yeah um, But like The interactions And sometimes Some of the, the real cutting Things that are getting said It's just a bit like ooh <laughs> Now Oh that's kind of Is that ablibbed You know it's like Some of the expressions just like Ooh did that cut a little a little close, I don't know, I don't know, but yeah, it's inter- it is interesting, and it's, f- it's fun, it is fun, I mean, one thing that I had to do this time around, though, because, um, so I watched it on Now TV, and, um, yeah, you know, it's got a sell-by date, and so I, I had to kind of watch all six episodes back to back, which not necessarily a good idea. You know, just because the repetition kind of gets a little bit much. You know, it's I think with something like this, it is nice to get a bit of a break. In between episodes. And you could watch a couple. You know. But then. Have a break. Before you then get into the next. And that's probably the best way to. Digest this. Uh, But yeah. No. It does. Get. Like it was fine. And it is. Look. It's funny. There is definitely funny moments And one of the funniest has to be I guess towards the beginning And the whole Richard Gear thing I think for me That was probably one of the funnier moments The others are You know it's more of a chuckle Just because you know It's kind of retreading What we've seen in the past With the impressions And everything like that You know and okay, so then we're gonna have these people show up and then bum 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 and so you kind of know how it's all gonna go. But yes, um yeah, the Richard Gear was uh, possibly a bit of a standout moment. Um Oh my gosh, the food The food always looks so good. The food always looks so good, but it is kind of like Forgotten <laughs> You know, supposedly they're meant to be writing reviews on the food But no one ever makes any notes Or, you know what I mean, there's not really 
a whole lot of talk about the food, which always seems a bit kind of like, huh, okay, interesting. Uh, I did think this series, they seem to throw in, I might be wrong, but it, it's probably a while since I watched a trip to Spain, but yeah, I feel, it felt like they threw in a kind of few more kind of dream sequences this series. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it it felt like they lent on that bit, kind of that element a little bit more than previously. Um, and then you had the kind of undercurrent storyline of Steve's dad, which was in the mix, which you knew exactly where that was going. I don't... Yeah, you really did know, as soon as it was mentioned, you knew what the outcome of all of that would be, and I don't know, I don't know, I mean, maybe, I don't know if I'm wired wrong or something, but it was just a bit like, who, who cares, you know, even, like, his son Joe, He's old. I mean, he's not old, old, but he's of an age where it's kind of like, I don't know. That kind of stuff, you kind of feel like, if it was a little kid, you know what I mean? Like, it Rob's daughter, Chloe. Now, if it happened with Rob, I think you you could be fine with Chloe being upset. But anyone else is a bit like, yeah, you know, like, ah. but I don't know, I think that, I think possibly that is just, <laughs> that is just me, but uh, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, was a, is that an interesting choice on how the thing ended, it's definitely that. Because it was kind of subdued and abrupt in a way. And also because supposedly this is going to be the last one. Um, I don't think there are plans to do any more. Which I kind of feel, yeah, that's probably a good thing. Like, it's not that this was bad or anything like that, but... I don't know what else you can do with it, you know, because, look, we, you know, we followed the same formula for all of them, every single one, it's been pretty much the same beats all the way through, and the fact that it's just been four series over 10 years, so it's not, there's been a good enough gap in between, so you can watch the next one with a fresh appreciation, and because you're not watching it necessarily for a story, and it's more just the impressions, and like the meanness, as it were, yeah, so you're just like, oh, how, what, what new ways are they going to find to cut at each other? 
so it, it works and it's worked for these four but yeah i i kind of feel that if you try to prolong it if you try to add a few more it could just become a bit derivative and tiresome so yeah i i, I yeah i do think this is good there are a few loose ends there are a few loose ends. Now, there was a moment at the end I kind of felt from Joe, Steve, and oh, I think it was Catherine. Um, the, I don't know. It, it was, seemed like it was, hmm... Uh, and maybe an indication of hope, of promise, I don't know, yeah, but maybe, but yeah, a few loose ends, kind of, but, you know, I, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's to the effect that I need a resolution, you know, I I would be fine for this and more than happy for this to be it so uh yeah you know anyone that has watched the previous i think they're going to enjoy this i would say they will enjoy enjoy this for what it is i don't know if new people can come in to greece you know, I, I think someone that hasn't watched the previous ones could watch this. And I think they would enjoy it to an extent, but not fully grasp it. So, yeah, I, I, I think to really get the most out of it, you need to have seen the others. But then I don't think you can... Uh, Binge all for, you know. I don't think you would want to do that. <laughs> so yeah, you you could start from the beginning, but then give yourself big enough gaps before you hit the next one. But yeah, it, you know, as I said, look, anyone that's watched um the previous three, this will be a uh, a nice palate cleanse. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, there it is. It's the um the trip to Greece. The final instalment, let's say. Cool. Okay, so this week I read The Tiger's Daughter. So this is a book one in their Bright Ascendancy trilogy from K. Arsenault Riviera, I think that's how you pronounce the name, um, and this is the, uh, this is the breakdown, okay, even gods can be slain, the Harakan Empire has conquered every land within their bold reach, but failed to notice a lurking darkness festering within the people, 
Now their border walls begin to crumble and the villages fall to demons swarming out of the forests. Away on the silver steeps, the remaining tribes of nomadic Quarren retreat and protect their own, having bartered a treaty with the empire, exchanging inheritance through the dynasties. It is up to two young warriors raised together across borders since their prophesied birth to save the world from the encroaching demons. This is the story of an infamous Quan warrior, Barasalea Sharifi, a spoiled divine warrior empress, O Shizuka, and a power that can reach through time and space to save a land from truly insidious evil. Yeah, this... This was an interesting book. It really was. You know, like, we are given a few kind of different viewpoints. There's some time jumps and everything. You know, because we, you know, we're we're dealing with um, the parents as well, right? The parents of Oshuzuka. Um, and we, we kind of see how they met, their relationship, the situation between them and the emperor. So we're kind of jumping from that. Then we jump to, like, Shizuka and, um, Barasalea. And then we've got, like, the time of them being apart. Like, there is a lot of jumps, which I think when you're reading the book itself, right, a lot of times when they're changing, um, like, the time frame, there's there's kind of an indicator in the book, right? But when you're listening to an audio book, you don't get that. Now, I wouldn't say it's hard to follow because I think you get it, right? But it it's just that it's there. there. There's a few of those. But it is it does give you kind of this interesting um look at stuff, right? Because you kind of see these different point of views. And you also get to see how things started, how things developed, like the relationships between people, right? Between some of these main characters and the things that are binding them together, you know? So that, I think, is, that's interesting, right? It it says a lot. And I think Caroline McLaughlin, who um, narrates this, does a really good job. A really good job at helping you get the emotions of what's happening a lot of the time. And um, 
yeah, I, I fully enjoyed it, you know, because, I don't know, it's kind of a love story, right, it's kind of a love story, but also, we are, like, it's a funny thing, right, because at the moment, we've got all the protests going on, and everything like that, and this book, it, it's not about, you know, like, it, you know, it's fantasy, right, but, you know, they're talking about, um, you know, the difference between the, um, the people, right, so you, you've got the Quran and the Horakian empires, so it, it's the difference between those, but then, you know, we've got Basila, she, she develops this affliction, and she is viewed as something else by everyone, right, people are treating her differently, but Oshizuka still has that love for her, and I, I think, yeah, that was, that was nice, right, because it kind of is this, you know, it, it kind of, like, really, if you look at it, yeah, it kind of talks about this current situation, and the issues that we have, you know, like, you have different people, different races, people from different backgrounds, and there's all this hatred, and this intolerance, so in in this story, yeah, they're not letting it hold them back, they want to be together, and they will do anything they can to protect each other, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a good story, it's a good story, and the end, oh, the end was interesting, I mean, well, so you get the end, and then you get a kind of, I don't even know, I don't know, like, what you would call the last bit of the book, but it's like a time jump, and you get a little bit, it, it's kind of like, uh, I probably would have put that somewhere else, and just had it end on that bit, right, on that last bit that you get, and it's just like, oh, fuck, you know what I mean, there's the, the realisation that something that you want has been there all the time, and then it's just like, bum, 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 and we also, you know what I mean, as it's ending, we're getting all of that kind of information about the eye, you know, and there's someone with the arm, and it's just like, oh, okay, so what's going down, what's happening here, you know, it, like, we're getting, it's a funny thing, because, you know, you're getting um, information on you know, the, like, you're getting the backstories, and we're also, you know, getting a kind of breakdown on the, oh, I can't think of the word, man, 
I guess, um, like, what's happening in the world, you know, like, we're world building, world building, god damn it, that's what I wanted to say, we're world building too, but, you know, we're getting it in this weird way, right, because we've got all of these jumps, so you're just getting tidbits in these weird ways, but it's all painting that picture, you know, and it's interesting, it's really friggin' interesting, so I'm definitely intrigued by this, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, looking forward to the next books, right, there's, the, yeah, the way it ends, it definitely, I will say, kind of, yeah, leaves you wanting, so we next get that it's the Phoenix Empress next, and um, it ends with the Warrior Moon, so yeah, I'm on board right now, I'm definitely on board for the Phoenix Empress, so uh, yeah, I'll be picking that up at some point soon, and I'm, I'm sure I will be, uh, you know, breaking it down um, at some point, right, so, um, I would say that if you like Mike, Mark Lawrence's stuff, you know, if you like that, um, whew, yeah, like, basically all the series, because I think they've all, um, yeah, they've all been interesting, like, the last one is Especially because I think that one probably plays to, uh, you know, that last series probably plays to this. Um, just for the fact that it's got the, you know, the the female characters and all of that. So, yeah, the, the, the Book of Ancestors trilogy with Red Sister, um, Holy Sister, Grey Sister and all of that. Uh, but yeah, even if you like King of Thorns and all of that stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, I think you would enjoy this. So, yeah, go check it out. Um, it's on Audible, you know, audiobook is extremely good. So, um, yeah, there you go, people. Tiger's, the Tiger's Daughter, and it's book one in Bright Ascendancy. So, uh, yeah. Go give it a listen. Okay, people. So, we are, um, yeah, we're drawing to the end of another episode, people, as we do. But um, let's look at some TV news before we bounce, all right? So, um, fans of manga could be pleased with Amazon because they're making a live action English language adaptation of the promised Neverland series all right it's coming from Fox 21 television studios and Amazon studios themselves all right so now the, the the original manga follows 
a group of the smartest kids at a seemingly idyllic orphanage who uncover its dark truth when they break a rule to never leave the orphanage grounds. Once the truth is discovered, they begin to plan an escape to save all of the children. So it's going to be written by Megan Mallory. Um, and it's going to be directed and executive produced by Rodney Rothman. All right, with um, Massey Oka executive producing along with Roy Lee and Miri Yon. So, um, yeah, no word on when this is happening, but like, you know what I mean? Everyone involved, they've, you know, they've done stuff like Mega Man, Attack on Titan, Spider-Verse, so, you know, should be in capable hands. Alright, so, man, we are seeing a lot of, a lot of kind of weird shit happening when it comes to TV You know, we spoke earlier about how BBC and Netflix have taken down, um, oh gosh, um, ah, Little Britain, jeez Man, there's just the name couldn't um, come to me. <laughs> but yes, so they've taken down um, Little Britain. And, um, you know what I mean? Like, other stuff is going down as well, you know? So Netflix have um, taken a lot of uh Australian comedian Chris Lilly's work down What they've done it specifically On their Australian And New Zealand Um Subscriptions So this is stuff like Angry Boys, Summer Heights High We Can Be Heroes And Jonah From Tonga Um, So they've all been taken down Because of um, Blackface uh, You know Impressions of Chinese people uh, You know Language that's getting used You know what I mean So that's all being removed Um, The BBC isn't taking it off of iPlayer though Which is interesting You know what I mean It's a definitely interesting thing Because if you're taking Little Britain down for this stuff How does that stay But you know This is what's happening So um Paramount They've You know what I mean They're doing some shit So they have cancelled cops Right so they've cancelled Cops, man Which has been running for What, 30 odd years um, Now, so After, you know May the 25th So word had come That they were pulling Some of the episodes Right And it's a weird thing, right So they're pulling some of the episodes Because, you know, the protests against police brutality So it's a bit like Wait, 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 wait So did you have episodes where the police are beating people? Like How How would that have happened anyway? You know what I mean? Surely 
those episodes should have gone, you know what I mean, as evidence to uh, the police department to be like, um, yeah, we caught this taking place. Well, you know what I mean? You need to look into it. So there's be, there's some sort of weird shit. You know what I mean? It seems that in the making of this show, they've, they've seen a lot of, you know, brutality and just haven't been reporting it. But yeah, so now it's gone. You know what I mean? It is not. Well, who knows, right? There is a chance that it's going to come back, you know, a year from now or something like that. But as of now, yeah, they pulled it, right? Um, and I think A and E, you know what I mean? So they're pulling episodes of Live PD um, and Discoveries. Body cam that's been taken off the schedule, so uh, yeah, stuff's been happening. And hey, around all of this as well, Hartley Sawyer, who is um, you know, he's been playing uh, e- elongated man, is it elongated man? I, uh, yeah, I think that's. The, um, the name of that character um, He's been playing that on The Flash Right And so he has just been fired Because um, Yeah Some of his past tweets Have come to uh, Have come to light You know what I mean So um, yeah, he, he was putting shit out Like, it was a while back Between 2012 and 2014 Right, so it's before He um, was cast But, you know what I mean? You say certain shit And that's what happens And I think especially Like, you're not a comedian Like, you weren't trying to Work on bits or anything like that You were just saying shit but um, yeah, so he has um, He's been sacked You know uh, They put out a statement It's like Hartley Sawyer will not be returning For season 7 of The Flash In regards to Mr Sawyer's posts on social media We do not tolerate the derogatory remarks That target any race, ethnicity Nationality Gender or sexual orientation Such remarks are And And I can't read that word (laughs) God damn it Um, But yeah we don't tolerate them They're against our policies Which strive and evolve to promote A safe, inclusive And productive environment For our workforce So um, Yeah that has happened um, You know I think um, Yeah like other people have come out Against it So he's um, You know his fellow Workers on the season Like uh, Grant Guston Who plays Barry Allen You know He's um yeah, said he he agrees with the firing. Yeah, so is Eric Wallace. Um, but yeah, shit's been uh, shit's been going down, people. 
you know, but um, who knows, right? Who knows? Because there's all like there's stuff that's been happening that people have known for ages, you know, like um on Riverdale, right? So um, one of their characters, um. You know, played by Ryan Wilder uh, Called Morgan Like, she's the only black character After they, you know Josie went over to the other The Katie Keene series Uh, But her character You know, even when she was dating Archie No real storylines So, you know They've come out and said that they're gonna do better Even though Like, seriously You know what I mean? Like, you you know that that shit is fucked up Right? You know I mean? You know it's fucked up But yeah, that's what they've been You know, that's what they've been doing uh, I mean, it is So I think there is word that You know, also Um yeah, I don't know That she might be moving over to uh, Take the lead role in Batwoman You know, since Ruby Rose left But, I don't know, we will see Yeah, we'll see what happens But, yo This, like people This shit is not gonna change overnight You know what I mean? So, gotta keep fighting Pushing and hey, if you're seeing any bullshit, speak up against it. You feel me? Don't just sit there and let it, you know, go on by. Because that ain't good. Right? If you're fully behind this push for change, be fully behind this push for change. You know? And change don't happen in silence. Alright? But people. Enjoy the rest of your week And we will see you next Wednesday Alright Cool Peace